I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i'm your host miss jessica dwyer and with me tonight is the lovely and talented miss sarah bach Woo! Hello. and um this week we apologize to all the sleepy heads that might have thought that it was going to happen and sadly it didn't um mr Derek mears will be on next week's episode he had to reschedule due to a conflict and that is totally okay because we've got a ton it's to cool talk about. because you guys are going to listen to every episode of Fangirl. well this is true plus i've got two other interviews that are going to be on next week's episode that's going to just be redonkulous and um oh, one of those yeah. oh i i got hit hard uh with uh interviews that happened at the last minute that we are going to be having on the show next week and one of them is one i'm very excited about and that is reeve carney reeve carney who plays dorian gray on pity dreadful oh my god that's so awesome he's very very pretty and he has played spider-man he Woo. was Spider-Man in the Broadway musical Turn Off the Dark. So how's which that? Is, which is um, awesomely bad. As I <laughs> we got to be nice. Don't say that. <laughs> no, but like that, that kind of like, you know, like kitschiness that's adorable. That's, that's all I mean. Like, well, I think, I think it's, I've not gotten to see it myself, but I would love to see that. Well, I have to, I have to give props to him because I'm surprised, you know, he risked life and limb according to everything I ever read about that musical. So I am excited about having him on. They're filming uh, the second season right now in Ireland. Yay. So, um, And then my other interview next week, which will be on, is the director of the new Bigfoot film, Exists. Eduardo Sanchez and uh, this looks really 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 good I've heard nothing but good about this movie and it's getting like three and a half almost four stars out of five on IMDb so uh, I will be watching and reviewing it as well as interviewing Eduardo um, for next week's show so next week we are filling the horror plate baby uh, for Halloween so I'm very excited the horror feast it is a feast, feast of horror yes yum 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 tastes kind of like candy corn uh I don't, <laughs> I don't know why i said that so um <laughs> it does it does so uh this week's episode we're gonna have a huge week in geek for you 
But we also have um, a very, very important discussion at the end of the show about Gamergate and some very horrible things that are going on in the world of geekdom, um, targeting women, and um, it's just getting really ugly. And, and as, fan, as fangirls, we can no longer just, you know, ignore this issue. Especially with what happened this week. And uh, it's it's a touchy subject. Gamergate was something, and we'll get into this later, it was something that started out in a way as a good thing. And it has Well, turned... I mean, it didn't start out as a good thing. People tried to spin it that way. Right. Um, it started out as a bad thing and, and we'll discuss it later, but you know, yeah, it's, um, it's gotten, it's gotten hideous. It started bad. It's, it's continuously gotten worse. And now it's just gotten to the point of being stupid and and dangerous. And since we have this hour of your time, we are going to talk about it. Yeah, we have to, because it needs to be talked about. But before we get into that, let's talk about the good stuff in the world of geek right now. And that is DC Comics had a big, big uh, press conference today. And I was trying to think of a word that could describe it, but they really did. They came out guns a-blazing because I'm assuming due to Marvel's major announcement that uh, Captain America 3 is probably going to have Iron Man in it. And... Yeah, well, and um, you heard that, like, yeah. Uh, did you hear who Iron Man is going to be in that movie? Uh, it sounds like it's going to be Civil War. Um, yeah, Iron Man is the villain. Yeah, because that's how it went down in Civil War. <laughs> well, and since they're having um, Age of Ultron, um, the the buzz is that, um, you know, Tony in the Age of Ultron, Tony invents Ultron and then has to, you know, well, reasonably distance himself so yeah tony well the reason behind ultron is interesting too it's a combination of he doesn't want to do it anymore and um he thinks that he's going to be the savior of of the world with it and he turns out to be just the opposite and uh yeah i i i was talking to my husband who who knows he's slowly learning um comic book stuff uh as i he and my, myself and his friends online t- teach him it's like this ongoing thing <laughs> and and um i was telling him I'm like well i this is what i think they're leading to it makes sense that they're doing civil war now there's some confusion though that they're actually going to be doing civil war now i guess um in the comics yeah they're doing civil war <laughs> yeah it's yeah they're they're basically doing it's kind of funny how dc sort of mirrors marvel and what they do in certain ways and they don't in others except that dc won't make funny movies no because they're they're above that that. they they save that for their um tv shows i guess uh so they tried not to make them funny but they they can't especially when you have john barrowman as one of your lead actors right um, so some of the big things that they announced this, um, at this conference, Wonder Woman is getting her own standalone film. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And I, as a huge Wonder Woman fan, have a wall of Wonder Woman in my living room that I'm staring at right now. Um, it both gives me hope but i i also am a bit 
hesitant about it because of how terrible the DC movies have been. <laughs> and who they cast to do Wonder Woman in the Superman versus Batman, I don't have high hopes for. I know that's kind of mean to say at the get-go, but I just, like, she's too small. Well, and the the thing I also have a problem with it is they're... They're not too great in terms of of their their one shot. You know, they're 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 centric to one character movies. I mean, we had the Batman movies and they were super, but Superman Man of Steel was uh, it was good. It, <laughs> it had moments. It no, 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 no. It could have no, been. We don't have to. It could have been. Excuse that. It Everything was made of penises. Just <laughs> Like, it's just like, you can't come back from that. What would make like the opening sequence of the film is like, geez, everything's made of penises. <laughs> it, nothing on Krypton it, is not fashioned out of genitalia. It could have been so much better. And the other thing, too, though, is uh, if, if Batman versus Superman doesn't do well, you can basically cast this aside as not happening. Yeah. It won't happen. And um, they're, they're actually setting it for um, a 2017 release um the other film that i'm i'm very sad about because i don't see mention of this and i'm almost to i'm like how can you do this without her um they're doing a suicide squad movie with no harley with no harley listed and the other piece of this and cinema blend pointed this out and it's true they're not real they're basically doing it with the same release date as batman versus superman dawn of justice which how quickly are they turning this around uh too too yeah. quickly it sounds like yeah um, um so i'm not too thrilled with that they're they're i don't know how you can make a suicide suicide squad movie nowadays with how t- closely tied harley is to it um but i guess that would mean you would need a joker and uh, yeah i guess like well i mean i could see it happening it would just be interesting you'd really have to be really 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 good without any recognizable characters and i see they're like trying to hop on to the guardians of the galaxy yeah they're trying to make their they're trying to get their the second or third string characters up in front and giving them their own movie um but the problem is you know you need somebody in charge of this that's able to use utilize those characters like James Gunn did with the Guardians and, yeah. and write for the weirdos and write for the offshoots. And I've not seen where they can really do that with DC franchises. Well, and especially since they've already come out and said they'll never make a movie that's, you know, amusing or funny or right. has gags in it. And just that's people don't want to watch that. Right, and that's why that's probably too part of the reason why Harley's not in this. They take themselves too seriously, and um, a lot of the DC characters, just as much as the Marvel ones, um, are very like jovial and like have a lot of humor to them, um, and built into their history and everything like that. It's not they're not like in the comics. If you read the comics, they do lots of gags and stuff. It's not anything like the movies being like super super deadly serious right and the other piece of that i'm finding it funny that they're doing is with constantine constantine has dry humor and is witty and all of that i'm finding i find that funny that you know that one's 
being able to pull this stuff off. It's obvious that, that there's a market for it. One uh, one pseudo happy thing about DC that I've learned, and for those of you who like follow me on social media or something, you know I've been <laughs> really fed up with DC decisions, especially in regards to Wonder Woman for the past year. Um, and uh, one one thing that's slightly encouraging um, is that they are. Uh, if anybody has been reading uh, Batman 66 by Jeff Parker, and um, they are putting out a Wonder Woman 77 series. Are you serious? They are. Now, here's the rub, and this is the part that sucks, um, is that like the Batman 66, it's initially only going to be released digitally. And if it sells well digitally, they will then make it a you know a long running right. like batman 66's print version now i say you know they did that with batman 66 already it was a huge hit why do you feel like you have to like check and see if anybody's gonna buy wonder woman so it's gonna sell like crazy yeah idiot. people love it especially if it looks like linda carter people are gonna eat yeah. it up and that's what it's that's what it's gonna be uh. so yeah and it's based off the TV series now. So what I'm saying with this is you all better freaking buy it like crazy. <laughs> like, like, cause like they're making a dumb move on this by not just releasing it in print. Oh, people would eat that alive. Yeah. And so we need to, so that they continue to do that. Cause that could be our one, you know, one, one comic we have anymore where, where Wonder Woman's not kissing Superman. So, Ugh make it so <laughs> and girls yes and boys for the love of god it's, yeah it's linda carter come on it is um so the other announcement they officially officially announced was that jason momoa is in fact playing aquaman which is amazing which is amazing um i hope it does it's yeah i'm i hope <laughs> we see a lot less of the racism that we've been seeing about that Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. He's a water superhero. <laughs> Stop complaining. Um, the other thing that they announced, which I, I which have kind of uh, bummed out a lot of people, I, I'm, I'm sure, is the fact that they are doing a Flash movie, but it is not going to be based off of or touch upon the series that's on the CW right now. Um, they're actually uh, recasting the the lead character, uh, but um, with Ezra Miller instead of the guy um, Grant. Is it Grant? I can never remember his name. I am so sorry. Um, but the guy who is playing Barry in the sh in the series right now is not going to be in the film. It's going to be a, an origin story for whatever reason they think we need uh, it. Why do we need two of them at once? I don't know. It, it would make so stupid. Stop that. Why? Why would you? why would you want to recast something that's already perfectly cast the guy's great in it grant grant gustin I, grant gustin is in the show gonna recast it though at least don't make it a freaking origin story yeah i i don't understand don't, just start it when he's like a weathered old man or something. yeah and the other thing is you know a lot of people are worried because arrow has kind of uh, you know established Stephen amel as as the green arrow and they're um 
I don't. Yeah, I don't really like him as Green Arrow, though. A, so. a lot of people do, and and that's fine. And I mean, with the success of the show, I can totally understand keeping him as that character and bringing him on. Um, but they haven't mentioned that, and there's a very good chance that probably won't happen good. if this is how they're going. So. Thank goodness. Please <laughs> put somebody with better delivery into that role. But they did. Um... <laughs> like Green Arrow is supposed to be like. Well, I'm the Green Arrow. I wear a Robin Hood cap and I'm a jerk. You know, he's not supposed to be like, I like to take my shirt off. I don't mind I like taking girls. his shirt off. <laughs> Sorry, abs. Um, yeah, well, he rarely wears a shirt. So. That, that, that's probably why the show's doing really well. That's exactly why. That's why show. John Barrowman's probably in it. I mean, come on. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so the other announcement that they had that is happening that a lot of people were very surprised by is that they are doing a cyborg movie. Woo! Which, yeah, nice. Um, they should base that one off the Teen Titans Go cyborg. I believe that's what they may be doing. Um, oh, well, it, I doubt the I doubt the cartoon because that one's. Like, have you watched that one, the Teen Titans Go on Cartoon Network? Not yet. They're all, they're all itty bitty chibi. Oh my gosh! It's I swear to God, just it is the best comic book animation series out there right now. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's really well written. I mean, the some, other one was like that, and it was cute. Yeah, and that and the other one was a little more in the serious vein. This one's just completely irreverent, but it has so many like references to comic books it's definitely like if you're a comic book comic book dc fan you're gonna love this show because they just throw they have a teeny tiny stuffed dark side on their couch <laughs> like it is it's brilliant they have all these little like things in every single episode it's just it's just chock full of references to dc comics like really obscure ones and stuff like that That's and you get to see like all these villains that are actually from the comic it's great it's an it's amazing and plus it's just it's hilarious and like i said the writing on that show is just phenomenal that's great. I, yeah. I I will check it out. I I actually used to watch the other one that was on, and it was it was really good and cute, and got really serious for so cutesy a, a drawing. I was impressed with some of those storylines they had, especially with Robin. That was some yeah. stuff. Um, so not to be left out, we are back to Marvel, and um, yeah, my poor Doctor Strange. <sighs> um so now we're back to who's going to play him they still haven't announced it and now they're like basically joaquin phoenix is out that's not happening um so they've redone and there's a new list of possible candidates with some very surprising entries on there now Ooh. yeah um there's jared leto which we'd heard of before was up for it um then now we have matthew mcconaughey oh no 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 yeah no 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 bad bad can you can you imagine rusty from true detective as stephen strange i mean like it would be an interpretation that wouldn't be like too out in left field but still i would be like okay the line i can't do this again i i the line delivery i just i just don't 
I can't men. get it out of my head thinking See, about it. You know who they need to get? Oh gosh, who did the uh, voice of Orpheus in uh, Venture Brothers? I think was it that Jackson Pollock doing that? I think so. Yeah, Jackson Pollock. Well, yeah, Jackson Pollock. Yeah. It's, really... yeah, it's cool. It's cool. We splatter <laughs> stuff every. They both splatter stuff every. We were exactly. just wash. But um, yeah, no, and God, that's just animated. That's Make exactly, him animated. Exactly, because that <laughs> character in that series is Stephen Strange. Oh, I, I know. My like. Troy, need Troy to go back and that. watch that a little and be like, oh yeah, that's that's the kind of person we're looking for. Well, and so here's some more that they've added. It's Ethan Hawke, um, which I don't uh, no. I I I think he could do an Orpheus impression though. So. He probably could. You you and McGregor. Oh, be still my heart. Yeah, the the yeah. yes that needs to happen. Uh, oh. I, love I think that man. I think Sarah might need to. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Okay, just stop there. We don't even need to like ask the question anymore. It's Ewan McGregor. He's there's perfect. still there's still a few more on here. Oscar oh. Isaac, who um, eh, eh. He's so familiar. Um, Refresh my memory. He uh he was the guy, I believe. Uh, I think he's actually. Yeah, I think he's in he's in um he's in Star Wars episode 7 too. Hmm, huh. interesting. Um so Jake Gyllenhaal is another one. Uh, I always see I I get that and like they really want Jared Leto to play it, but if they can't in Jared <laughs> he should take <laughs> Because I mean, who can tell those two apart? I certainly cannot. The, this one's a new one that I was sort of surprised by because I think he's just too meaty. I don't know. Is Tom Hardy? Ah, that might be. Maybe. Yeah. Eh. The one, though, that would make Rachel pass out right now is uh, they still have Benedict Cumberbatch on that list. Mm. And um, I could totally see him doing it. He's got- I would do, like, I'd say my favorites on that list are Benedict Cumberbatch or Ewan McGregor. This is the one I really, 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 really want to get it. Um, being that Mr. Depp isn't on here, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. But Jack Houston, I want him to do it. I want him to do it so bad, but I doubt it's going to happen. Because... Um, he's got a movie career now that's going to keep him busy and they've screwed around too long. Yeah. So it's a hard telling, but I think Jack Houston, who is absolutely freaking beautiful and awesome and comes from a long line of awesome, amazing actors would be great, but I think they've jacked around too long for that one. So we shall see. It would be really kooky pants if you and McGregor got it. Oh, he'd be so good. It's like saying you and McGregor, because I know it does things to Sarah, and, and she has to take a moment. <laughs> he'd, he'd be so amazing. She's so good at everything. <laughs> so good at everything. He can do musicals, okay? Dude, if you've ever seen Take a Moment, go on YouTube, people. If you haven't seen you and McGregor when he shows up on oh, the God. Craig Ferguson show, the two of them together is they can't even they can't even look at each other without busting a gut, and so it's amazing, especially when they're their sportscaster guys, and they can't keep their fake mustaches. <laughs> so so pretty. He's very pretty, and he's very talented, and he can do a spot on Obi Wan. 
<laughs> Poor Sarah. Um, so moving on to our TV recap. Oh, speaking of hot, hot, hot Scotsman. Doctor Who happened this weekend, and it was as much porn as it could possibly be for years to relate. It was so much porn. So much porn. Um, so, a lot of pointing. Oh, the, a lot of the pointing. Yeah. There was the suit. There was the hair. There was longing looks. And there was a Tom Baker impersonation. <gasps> and jelly babies. There was jelly there babies. Were, and in a, in a card uh a cigarette case, yeah, which was, was which was Peter Capaldi's idea, by the way, confirmed nice. by the writer, um, and he did that awesome little sly Tom Baker impression as the doctor was talking to him. So I loved Mummy on the Orient Express. I'm not going to gush on and on about it because um, we have a lot to cover, but um, there were so many really good things and many callbacks to other Doctor Who's, not the least of which was, of course, Tom Baker. There was the suit that he was wearing, which looked like it could have went to the first Doctor or the third Doctor. But there was also a throwback to the Christopher Eccleston episode that David Tennant did a throwback to as well, which is, are you my mommy? You know, mm -hmm. and, it, yeah. and everybody loved that. Everybody was waiting for that to happen in this episode. Um, but it was beautifully done. And um, it's setting up very, very well for Clara to take a huge fall towards the end of this season um, because she was trying to leave and the doctor was going to let her go. And yeah. it, it played out that, nope, she's going to stay. And now she's lying to everybody, including herself, um, about how she feels about the doctor. She's lying to Danny. And um, she's lying to herself. So and, um, a lot of people, a lot of um, stuff I read um, after the episode were kind of pointing out how um, this episode was a very interesting kind of commentary, kind of study of like addiction and analogy. Oh, totally. Like an addiction analogy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. So, um, you know, uh, Doctor Who very frequently you know like hits like really difficult um subject matter in a way that like really connects to people because it's so based so deeply in like just love and how love conquers things and so just to see them really present that kind of subject matter of like addiction so well and without you even like trying to be like oh this is really ham-fisted so, no, it's very subtle. There's a lot of things going on in this episode. And um, like, say, with the doctor finally telling Clara, like, look, sometimes you don't have a good choice. You you have a lot of bad ones and you pick the one that's the least bad, you know, and the the fact that we, would it make it better for you to believe that I'm pretending to be heartless instead of believing, you know, I have to make these choices no one else is going to do it. I, and I've done it for so long. I'm used to this now. And, and just it, denial, a lot of denial yeah. going on on both sides. And it's just interesting to watch this play out. And um, as I think, it, I think the denial is mostly on Clara's end because um, we've seen the doctor be not like, 
happy, happy, oh, I'm such a good person and I'm just the best person ever. You no, know, he like, totally admits that he's a he's an yeah. ass. And, and especially in like Trial of a Time Lord, which this season more and more and more is like reminding me of of that miniseries. Right. And speaking of which, by the way, um next week's episode, uh, which is flatline and it shows the doctors trapped in the TARDIS and Clara has to figure out what's going on and, and save the day and she's actually now pretending to be the doctor which is even more interesting as this goes on um, uh, Missy is listed on there as being a character in that episode so we're going to get some more of the mysterious Missy but it's interesting to note that we have another three-lettered uh, villain we had Seb show up very briefly at the end of that, um, the episode where we see Missy and at the uh, caretaker episode. Um, now we have Gus. So I'm, I'm interested to see what Missy is doing. And there's a big to do about, did he let the people die on the, on the, on the train and just save Clara and, and the engineer? Or did he, you know, cause he was joking about that, but, or did he not did he save them and if he didn't save them which i i think he did by the way because the engineer's still alive and einstein was on the freaking train yeah uh, i think that yeah i think that he probably did but um you know we see like i mean i think that clara's gonna actually like at some point really have to come to grips with like when you make there's just going to be a time when like no this is this is not going to work out this is not going to be great and that happens well i would very much like to see clara have to in this upcoming episode i want her to be faced with one of those choices i want her to actually see how it is to have to be the doctor and make that decision because that's what she's doing you know, she's well, pretending. to be fair, we did give her the opportunity to make a decision, and she was not okay with making her own no, decision. No, she was freaking out. So, you know what? Now she's got to take the choice and make the hard choice where something has to die. Yeah. And and that's going to be a lesson. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we're almost getting towards the end of the season, which makes me sad. Um, there's only like three or four more left, I think, and, and possibly the Christmas special. Um, but we're going to see something bad go down because I believe the last episode's called Death in Heaven. So that's going to be interesting. Um, returning to screens, speaking of death, returning to screens this weekend to the biggest ratings ever, The Walking Dead. Oh, my gosh. And possibly the best episode of the entire series. One of it them. It was amazing. It was seriously so amazing. It was so intense and it was so like it was legitimately you were looking at you were legitimately horrified yeah there was so many things bad going on in this and i i i have a review up on fangirlmag.com but i'll just um want to include this again and reiterate it i loved how this showed how far down you can be taken into darkness by what's going on in this world and rick and and the crew are you know we've seen this before with um the governor and what happened there in woodbury but in this episode you see exactly what triggered these people who had created terminus for a good and and decent place for people to come to be safe and 
what happens to them and then they become basically the equivalent of the zombies yeah and i well and you know i still i have to uh, agree with conan o'brien on this but <laughs> terminus <laughs> people deserve to die um just wipe them out they're not good um is that you know it's making that question it's like yeah these horrible things have happened to you but do you do this or do you keep fighting for decency and see that was that end up against it and i believe that like and it was great because they made those like they had that room that carol wandered into with everybody's all the all the people they'd eaten yeah all their stuff like they had an area for teddy bears they had an area for jewelry they had an area for weapons and that's like it's like they're making that they're very much forcing you to know this is we're making the connection between nazi concentration camps because oh, we've all seen the imagery and they use that exact imagery and like it's like that thing is like do we do we excuse it's making it's brilliant because it's making you answer that question well and to it's yourself yeah and and like i said i i really love the analogy that they're doing there that they you know as you watch this you're like they're no different than the zombies they eat people they're basically the walking dead they have no inclination of decency anymore they're going to survive they they have no good or bad there is only survival we're going to eat you and you're going to keep us alive we're going to kill you first we we work in a pack and it's just us they work efficiently yeah there is no mercy there is no feeling they are not humans they are a machine right they are the zombies they're the walkers and it's horrifying and i love that one moment where where glenn grabs rick and tells him we have to save who's ever in these cars that has to be who we are we still have to be that yeah because he knows if they're not they're going to turn into those and and rick really almost does but then he's given back judith and and carl and they all get out and and even carol who he banished saves them yeah and so it's and carol my god my woman she's so awesome she's so great and i thought it was beautiful because it really she's a very very tragic character because she too she she 